I'm Tyler, judge, jury, and dennering. Ooh. I'm Connery. How come the Lady Cavalier fencers never fought Hanson? <laughs> and this is the franchise, the podcast where I just remembered that. <laughs> yeah, right? I just remembered that horse scene. I was like, it's such like a Chekhov's gun situation. Like, oh, this is going to be so cool. He's got to fight a bunch of lady fencers on horseback. It's going to be awesome. I did think the va- last battle would be like a fencing duel. Yeah, it would have been so much better if it was a fencing duel. This is the franchise of the podcast where good. This is the franchise, the podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. Had to take it down slow a little bit because we are in mourning. We are for several reasons, real and unreal. I guess yeah. you're right. Because mm-hmm. we're covering John Wick Chapter Four. That's it. I almost said Parabellum again. <laughs> Make war. <laughs> two para, two bellumist. <laughs> two para, two bellum, two paranormal activity. Paranorman activity. Paranorman activity. There you go. <laughs> you know, that's how they could continue this franchise, to jump way ahead. <laughs> the ghost of John Wick? <laughs> they could just make a stop motion one. It's like, this is really cool. Okay. Why not? I guess, yeah. I'm going to pitch to the studio right now. I'll get him on the line. Lionsgate? <laughs> yeah, put him on the Lionsgate. <laughs> Why'd you do this? <laughs> Why'd I do what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just thinking about that Ben Affleck movie coming out about Nike's. Air Jordan. Yeah, yeah, about Air Jordans and how he plays the, uh, what's his name? Tra- something Knight, Phil Knight, who is the father of Travis Knight. Uh, formerly 90s rapper, now head of Leica Studios. Okay. So Leica Studios should make John Wick 5. I'm really interested how this shoe thing's going to really matter at all in like any sense at all. <laughs> I don't know why people care about this movie. <laughs> I was just like, this looks like it doesn't matter. When I have like a woman making a strong monologue about shoes, I'm like, <laughs> about like sneakers, I'm like, no. We're just not the target audience for that kind I, I guess not. No, Jose's going to love it. Jose, I know you love sneakers. We're not sneaker heads. Yeah. I'm a sneakers head, Oh, but I'm not a sneaker head. Have you had your Snickers today? <laughs> you're not you when you're pissed. <laughs> Look at me. I'm the Hulk. Give me a Snickers. What? It's Iron Man under there. Whoa. Who knew? <laughs> Don't like this. <laughs> I just it feels weird to be covering maybe the final John Wick movie. Yeah, it's a very strange aura. Like we left the theater very confused. Yeah. <laughs> Kerfuffled. Yeah. Uh all out of whack. Confused. Sh- chagrined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that. Um you know, if you haven't seen this movie yet, we're definitely going to go into deep spoilers. I know this is oh, yeah. a new movie. I would recommend you go see it if you really care about anything that happens in the plot. Because there is yeah. more plot and story in this movie, for sure. It's like, probably the most story that goes on since the first movie. You learn the most and least out of all the movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, do you learn the least? I feel like you kind of learn the least sometimes. <laughs> like, more things are brought up and then I have more questions. Yeah, I, this is... This franchise in general, I said on the last episode, it's been like more and more complicated to talk about because I'm like, oh, here's this fight scene. That's cool. Yeah. There's another fight scene. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Now there's like more emotional core in this one. But then I'm like, is it like enough? Is it genuine? Is it like... All these men are trying to escape death in different ways. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess mm-hmm. they do talk more mm-hmm. and the dialogue does have more meaning. But before we talk 
further about John Wick Chapter 4. Mm-hmm. We have to do our usual segment of, what's new? Boom! Thank you, Connor. No problem. What's new with you? Uh, I started playing the Resident Evil 4 remake. It's very, 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 very good. I never played the original before, so. What are you buying? I'm buying lots. I'm buying shotguns. I'm buying rifles. I'm buying... I've never bought a grenade. I take that back. A lot of tuning up the weapons I keep and then just not really buying anything else. Because I bought a Uzi and I was like, this was very useless. What are you selling? Oh, I'm selling several items with inlaid gems in them to triple their value often. (laughs) Anything, nothing else? No, that's all. (laughs) Good. But it's really enjoyable. I, like I said, I, I never played the first one, but I always wanted to. And I heard the remake was coming for a while. Or you know what? The, the I think I thought about it, and then I played Resident Evil Two remake, and I was like, I'm just gonna wait till all the remakes come out because I've enjoyed these so much, and I think they're like so pretty and like spooky still and fun. And I think uh, Resident Evil Four has been great. Honestly, I started it up this morning, and I was like, wow, this has been really, really, really fun. Just like going through the game and just. Uh, yeah, playing for the first time and seeing like all like the niche kind of jokey things I always heard of but never got. Now I now I got them all and it's fun. Like what? Uh, like the thing with like the wolf and the ogre. I like that a lot because I think I read somewhere like, oh, like the wolf you're supposed to save is like dead in like the RE like four remake. But then I found another wolf tucked away and trapped like in the original game, and then he helped me in the um, giant fight, and it was great. Oh right, I forgot. Yeah, because I played the original game like when it came out mm-hmm. on PS2 or whatever, so it's been a long time. Yeah. And then Lily played it for the first time a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot about the wolf that you can like rescue in the beginning. Yeah. And then they so they do come in and like help you fight the big ogre troll. Yeah, thingy. it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think they changed from like a coyote looking Shiba Inu to like a like big white wolf in the new game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, how do you feel about it so far? You're pretty I, far in. I know. I've been loving it, honestly. Like, I think I feel like I'm the midpoint, at least, or, like, the beginning of the middle. I just have Ashley on my team now. And uh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> just mean, been so much fun. Yeah. She's not really on your team, I guess. You just have to, like, protect her the whole time. Yeah, but, I mean, she's helping. She's helped me get through, like, rooms I couldn't normally get to. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, like, she's, she's part of the team. Maybe she contributes very little. Um, And you've never played the original. Never played the original. Yeah, because we were talking about... Just some dialogue changes as well mm-hmm. while I was watching you play. And just Leon used to be more of a, a D-bag <laughs> in the original game. Just kind of like, I, ca- I can't remember exact quotes, but I just remember several times when he's kind of just like, women. <laughs> women. So, and men. <laughs> goodwill to all. <laughs> looks, at the pa- looks at the camera all panicky. And men. Goodwill to all Ganados. <laughs> and women. And Las Plagas. Las Plagas. Los Plagos and Las Plagas. That's how language works, right? Okay, there you go. (laughs) But I'm excited to get to the little uh, Lord guy. Haven't met him yet in the game. Yeah, I think he looks quite different from the original. He does. I saw a clip of what he looks like. I'm like, he looks much less like a little goblin boy, and that makes me sad. I like the, yeah, I like the weird <laughs> goblin kid yeah. in, the, in the first one, even though he's like an adult, I think. Yeah, he's an adult. Know. He's just a very tiny little doll boy. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to play that at, at, at some point. I mm-hmm. kind of, it's one of those games where I played so many times when it yeah, first came like, out. Yeah, know all the beats. And I have, like, so much nostalgia for it, too, that I'm like, oh, I almost don't want Because, like, the graphics look so good mm-hmm. when it came out. And now I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, it looks really good. It's, like, modern graphics and everything. But there's just, it's also, like, the other Resident Evil remake games are farther apart. Yeah. Um, those games came out in, like, the 90s, and Resident Evil 4 came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. So, oh, three came out in like whatever, like two thousand one or something. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, so I'm. It's just kind of like 
I almost want to play the original again, but then I'll probably be like frustrated by the controls and everything. Yeah. Much like we've been playing the original Halo recently. <laughs> it just looks so ugly. <laughs> and there's a button where you can keep switching between the old and the new graphics. Mm-hmm. You don't like the old graphics? I I like them sometimes, I feel like. And then other times, I'm like, this is just like geometry world. <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> it's like more jagged and everything. Yeah, it's like nothing's really smooth. Everything has a ridge to it or a corner. <laughs> I guess because you never played Halo before either. No. Yeah, so Halo. it's like I know the original graphics. I'm going back to that. And I switch to the new graphics. I'm like, everything looks too, like... Um, Clean. Yeah, very clean and like just like here's a a map that you're in. Mm-hmm. The old game is like yeah, they're maps, but it feels more moody. Yeah, there's more shadows and everything. So and I would say that's the opposite with the Resident Evil ones, where if this one, this new one with VRE4 at least feels very more moody compared to the clips I've seen of the old one. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely have to check it out. I'll get it when it's on sale at some point, like yeah. I did with Resident Evil Two and Three remakes. Yeah, <laughs> Got them for like six bucks or something. Seems like a good way to get it eventually. Um, because, yeah, because the, the combat system in 4 is, like, so much more advanced than, like, the original games that are, mm-hmm. like, tank shooters and stuff. Yeah. So. But uh, I think my favorite things about it are kicking and organizing my inventory. <laughs> yeah, you've been kicking a lot of <laughs> barrels, a lot of zombies. <laughs> in the short time, I was like, you've kicked more than I've seen anybody kick. Is that your, uh, are those your favorite moments in the game so far? Yeah, so far, me roundhouse <laughs> kicking people. But now it's like they explode with, like, the tentacle head, and I'm like, it's almost not worth it to shoot their heads off. Yeah. Where, um, did you like the big fish fight? I thought the big fish fight was a little tedious, to be honest. Because yeah. it just, it still just takes a while, and I'm like, this is kind of just like a me, like, aiming and just throwing and yeah, moving Yeah, you kind of just wait and then throw the spear or yeah. whatever, right? But, uh, I really enjoyed the, gar- the... Basically, every every time there's a fight scenario with lots of the mobs, I really really have fun with that because it just feels so intense and like I'm like running from like room to room and like right getting like in a corner and being like bang bang bang. It's good. It's great. <laughs> Tyler, what's new with you? I was like, I don't have anything more to say about Resident <laughs> Evil Four. <laughs> I'm sure it's good because the original. Yeah. It's like if you remake a game that's already good, it's unless you really mess up. I guess there's a lot of bad remakes of yeah. games, huh? Mm-hmm. Can you name one? <laughs> uh, the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh, yeah. I forgot those were supposed to be really bad. Yeah. I do want to check out Metroid Prime Remastered. Yeah, apparently that's really, really good, too. And I still want to play Pokemon Violet or Scarlet, but every time I like hear a podcast about it or anything, everyone's like, yeah, I mean, it's like bad and broken, but it's also a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I, I ruined the game for myself. I like over-leveled my guys. And oh, I'm you like, did play it? Yeah, briefly. And then, like I said, I, I ruined it for myself because I was just like... Oh, I've spent too much time in the wild zones. I never even visited the first gym yet. So everyone's like in their final form from me just like goofing around and then going back and being like, oh, this this person has level 15 Pokemon. Like it's just going to be a slaughter. Yeah, that's usually what ends up happening with me too. That's that's something I like about the uh, – I guess we're going on a whole tangent of yeah, video games. Fine. But um, I always like that about Pokemon games is like the linear path. Yeah. Just like slowly moving upwards usually, mm-hmm. sometimes in different directions. Yeah, and this one's very like a go wherever you want. Yeah. That's like the Skyrim Fallout approach for me, where I just end up doing all the side quests first, and then Same. the main quest. I'm like, this is way too easy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, I one-shot the main bad guy, I guess. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I just killed Parthenax or whatever. <laughs> no, he's the good dragon, isn't Parthenax he? is the good guy. Oh, I've uh, killed him before, too. <laughs> depending on I which, too. which gameplay. Who's, who's the, Voiced by the voice of Mario. Really? Yeah, Charles Martinet. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that's gonna Not really Chris Pratt. <laughs> Let's go. What's the name of the evil one? Uh, Alduin. Parabellum. Is it Alduin? It's Alduin. Okay. Alduin. Answer. 
answer solved. That's not what that means. Answer solved. <laughs> <laughs> it was already given to me. <laughs> what's new with you, Tyler? Um, what's new with me? I went to the uh, the Academy Museum. Ooh. I was invited by one. <laughs> I feel like we mentioned him so many times now that I'm like, do I use his nickname every time? You have to. Oh, okay. Is that is that the vote? Yeah, I vote yes. <laughs> He's waiting for me to do it. <laughs> It seems it seems pretty unanimous right now. <laughs> He's raising his hand. I was invited to uh, the Academy M- Museum by local bad boy Cutter White from our uh, Gremlins episodes, Long Indiana Jones episodes. Long may he reign. <laughs> yes. Uh, because they're doing a screening of Lawrence of Arabia in Ooh. 70 millimeter, mm-hmm. and I'd never seen that movie ever before. And wow. I'm like, well, if I'm going to go see this movie, I should go see it how it was. It was shot in. 70 millimeter originally projected that way Mm -hmm. um so just basically like massive vistas and everything like huge frame um and they had like a i'd never been to the academy museum before in hollywood it's i don't know if anyone doesn't know it's basically like you know the academy awards yeah they open a museum Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's it's everything that's to do with the academy awards is there yeah you've been there right yes yeah because you were telling me oh yeah when we went to go see this movie Mm -hmm. before while we're walking into the movie theater you're like oh yeah the slap is on the timeline of the academy awards (laughs) and i said it's on it's at the end of time (laughs) it's just the end of their like timelines the big slap like you're right the academy awards should end here (laughs) life started with the big bang and ends with the big slap (laughs) And where are we now? We're all just post slap. Yeah, yes. it's just all we live in a post slap world. <laughs> Why are we like talking about this? It's so far gone. <laughs> I don't know because the academy is the academy chooses to remember. It. <laughs> Time to remember. Time to remember. <laughs> That's a reference for I think no one. For no one. <laughs> Absolutely no just one. Just us. It's from Gears of War. <laughs> Uh, it feels weird not having a guest. We've had so many guests lately. That yeah, I'm just like, where? What am I doing? I guess I have no like. Uh, I don't have to direct to anybody. Talk to me about. <laughs> yeah, you're directing the guests. <laughs> well, I'm queuing them up with questions and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, you should do that to me this time. All right. You're doing great so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. You made a hand gesture, which you can't see. Well, on you know. Uh, okay, well, anyways, I'll finish mine, and then you can ask <laughs> yeah. me John Wick questions. Um, yeah, the Academy Museum is massive. They have all different, like, exhibits and everything. There's one on, like, matte paintings. They have rotating um, exhibits as well. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a there's a new one on black cinema from, like, the late 1800s up to the 70s. Yeah. 1970s, I believe. Um, so it just goes through the, the like, entire, or, uh, like, a large portion of that history. Yeah. And just, uh, like showcases um voices and stuff that that uh weren't heard or recognized basically throughout that time so nice um yeah there's that what what else was there there's a lot of cool costumes did you, did you, yeah, did you see that that one room with like kind of like the muppets kind of thing like with the shape of water monster oh, and like the yeah there's a bunch of dark crystal yeah people in there. <laughs> I, was I actually say, took a, a picture dark crystal things. and i was gonna say uh the uh what's the, the land strider yeah they killed the land strider <laughs> <laughs> they beheaded it and put it up. um i don't i don't remember if we talked about this on the dark crystal episode but the land strider does look like niles <laughs> he does look a little bit like niles yeah i'm <laughs> showing him the picture i took yeah, bug eyes and everything <laughs> 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 nutty tamor 
Oh, and they had the uh, the Gourmand Skeksis, which is my yes. favorite Skeksis. <laughs> the Gourmand Skeksis. They have a lot of great costumes there and everything. And, and uh, beyond cost, I mean, I guess C-3PO is a costume, but yeah. it's, it's like more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like a an symbol. Prop. <laughs> it's an idea. <laughs> and if you can't flummox him, you can flummox him entirely. Oh, my. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they have the entire Shape of Water like costume, too, and mm-hmm. just a lot of amazing stuff. Well, they like only the had like the torso. <laughs> that would mean that somebody <laughs> fell in love with the costume and stole it. <laughs> and stole the other parts for their own their own purposes. <laughs> yes, their own purposes. Private like, business. I was gonna say pleasure, but that would be too on the nose. Uh there's like a xenomorph head in there. It's really cool. Yeah. Just the the museum is massive. There's a giant restaurant in there too that was like super fancy, but it was uh it was really busy. Yeah. Um so, and there was like, yeah, it was the menu's pretty like pricey too. But yeah. you could tell because there's like a bunch of, um, old you know, men. like people you could tell that were like older people that yeah. work in and around like the industry. A lot of like some older ladies with like berets and fancy <laughs> hats and stuff. So, you think is this is like, do you think like producers are eating here or do you think like old people are eating here? Uh, a little column A, column B. Nice. Yeah. Why not? Let's all sit down there and pretend like we're old. Okay. See what happens. What would happen? They'd serve us. <laughs> I mean, they'd serve us either way. <laughs> For a paying customer, they're going to be like, no, you're not old enough. You're not old enough. <laughs> Sir, you're too young for the beef bouillon. I guess it was like a Wednesday night, too. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But anyways, we work, We decided to not go there. Yeah. We went to uh, this really good sushi place, called this hand roll place called Kazunori. Nice. There's like a few of them in LA. And it was pouring rain. It's like, let's go through the pouring rain instead of eating here at the, at the Academy <laughs> Museum. Um, but that was really good. And by the time the, the, uh, we stopped eating, the rain had stopped. It was, it was raining so hard. Uh, we stopped at the 99 cent store. Perfect. From the Academy Museum and got too much candy <laughs> and went into see Lawrence of Arabia. Yay! And it's a good movie. It is a good movie. <laughs> have you seen it before? I have. It was a long time ago, though. Okay, yeah. This is the first time I'd ever seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know what to expect, really. Like, I just kind of knew. It's like, oh, it's like a big epic movie. Mm-hmm. I know it's supposed to look gorgeous and everything. That's all I really knew. And everyone just is always like, oh, that movie's so good. What I didn't realize is that that movie is basically like a character study on like a psychotic man <laughs> who's like slowly <laughs> losing grip on reality and becoming like a like almost a tyrant. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um you know he's it's it it kind of just lays everything like it it's way less like um propagandistic than i expected mm-hmm. it's i thought it would be like yeah the british came and fought in world war one and like yeah. convinced all the uh the arab soldiers to like unite and stuff but mm-hmm. it's like yeah there's some stuff like that going on but it's more just looking at lawrence and like like there's a lot wrong with this guy too <laughs> <laughs> yeah and or more so what he learns about himself he uses in, in bad ways, uh. basically. Um, but there's there's just so many good scenes. It's like, it's a classic, but to call it a classic is kind of, I feel like... A disservice. Put, yeah, it puts some people off because like, it put me off. There was like a... It was each movie that they screened at the Academy Museum, they are selected by different branch members. So mm-hmm. this one was, was picked by somebody from like the music branch. Oh, cool. So he was like a music historian. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was really boring and <laughs> making very light jokes. It was very academic. Oh, that's fun. And I was like, hey, I should introduce one of these. You could do it. 
I feel like you do a great job of living at the New Beverly and introducing every movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe more that's Cutter. Yeah, I feel like Cutter's New Bev. Yeah. I feel like I could be, like, the hype guy at the Academy Museum. Yes. Like, I don't want to be the main person, but it's, like, all the, the academic people. <laughs> yeah, I'm the warm-up audience. <laughs> I warm up the audience. Yeah. With, like, fun film facts about the show and movie. And you say, and then, anyway, give a big welcome to your special guest, so-and-so. So the theater at the Academy Museum is, like, like amazing. It's pristine. It's, like, the screen is massive. The seats are really nice. And just, like, the overall architecture and, like, style of it is, like, gorgeous. Um, I will say they don't have popcorn there. They don't have snacks. Do they have, like, wine? There's not even cup holders for snacks. What the hell? Because it's, like, you know, they're, like, screening. Art. Yeah, I, yeah, How you dare know, like be chewing with your sloppy mouth which, while looking at art. Honestly, I don't really like that. <laughs> like, it's a movie, you know. Like, you're yeah. supposed to eat popcorn. Yes. And I guess they just don't want to clean it up, and they want to keep the theater nice. And That's exactly but. why it is. <laughs> so it's like, oh, we like, I don't know. So you snuck in candy. I did. And threw it on the ground. Uh, I I didn't throw it on the <laughs> ground. I kept it on the ground because there's nowhere else to put it. <laughs> And I drank my Red Bull as I watched Lawrence of Arabia and got dehydrated. Hyped out of your mind. The, the, what? Hyped out of your mind. Yeah, the movie is really long. It's like three and a half hours long. Yeah. Intermission's like two hour, ten minutes in. Ooh. So by that time, I'm like, I'm real thirsty. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the bathroom. And the bathrooms for this screening, the men's line was super long. Oh. And the women's line was super short. Yeah. And what I will say about Lawrence of Arabia is there's not a single female character that has a line. <laughs> Doesn't pass the Bechdel test. It definitely certainly does not. <laughs> um, but anyways, Lawrence reaches a uh, a peak of hypersanity <laughs> in Lawrence of Arabia. Why he, did we start talking about hypersanity? Know, like, what is that? It's just what, it's just what we say the Joker does. <laughs> yeah. Joker's not insane. He's actually hypersane. Sane. He actually knows, and he's actually smarter and is and is better than all of us. That's what Todd Phillips would like us to believe. Uh, <laughs> Todd Phillips. Does that constitute slander? Probably. Maybe a little bit. He can cut that out. But I feel like that's like totally his brand. <laughs> that might be more Grant Morrison, actually. That, yeah. line, that line's from Arkham Asylum, series I was on Sirius Earth, I believe. The hypersanity? Yeah, but oh, was that he's an hyper sane. Yes, <laughs> that an was an actual line. Okay, yeah. so I'm not even smart. It was just from Grant Morrison, who <laughs> is, is very smart. Yeah, who is very smart, but so smart sometimes he's stupid. <laughs> the perfect kind. Yeah, right. It's more so like I'm so stupid all the time that sometimes I'm smart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like an idiot savant. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyways, the the music guy. Anyways, the music guy was talking a lot, and I just kept looking at Cutter, and I was like, "Come on, this movie's three and a half hours long." And he just you stared dead forward. And he was like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> he talked about fifteen minutes, and then also people were laughing a lot of times in the movie. That like was like not. It was like mildly humorous. They just thought it was really funny. Yeah. And like, oh, these people don't get out enough. They don't have a comedy podcast like I do. I just was, you know, younger. I'm so proud of you. And Call us a comedy podcast. And cooler <laughs> than everybody else there. Oh, no. He's just like Lawrence. I'm just like Lawrence. <laughs> I stood on top of the derailed train, said, look at me. I got shot in the arm, and I'm like, I'm immortal. Just keep firing. Yeah. <laughs> you can't hurt me. <laughs> I'm a martyr if you kill me. Anyways, I feel like uh, I lost the thread on this story. But <laughs> yeah, you kind should, of went insane. You should de- <laughs> hyper save. You should definitely go to the Academy Museum. It's 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 wonderful. There's so many good 
uh, preservation of everything that they have there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, and they have a lot of great stuff, including the Academy Award for Shrek. They do have that there, yeah. They do have that. And I took a video of that with me and Cutter <laughs> in the reflection. And it ends with Cutter going, some butt! And then he cuts. <laughs> Your guys' breath fogging up the glass, breathing so heavily on Basically. it. Basically. Bated breath. <laughs> Basically, like Silence of the Lambs when he's wearing that the, 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 the night vision goggles that make everything. Green. I feel like they're red, but I would like to say they're green. They are green. Shrek vision. Um, but you know, Lawrence of Arabia has that iconic shot of Lawrence blowing out the the, the match, mm-hmm. and it cuts to the sun of the of the like the super hot desert. Yeah. You know what else does that? John Wick Chapter, chapter Four. four. I thought that was really cool because yes. I had just saw Lawrence of Arabia like two days before that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, now Lawrence Fishburne's doing it. I'm so glad you told me that was two days ago. I was like, man, how do you just pulled that out of his ass? Like, you yeah, because I had that. literally just seen the movie. <laughs> and I keep texting Cutter about John Wick specifically. I'm like, you got to go see this movie. There's like a really, oh, because one of the things at Academy Museum was like the scene from Enter the Dragon mm-hmm. where they're fighting in the mirrors and everything. Right, yes. And I'm like, you got it. You got to see John Wick 2 because mm-hmm. of that. John Wick 3, I feel like there was another reference that I can't remember right now that had to do with something else filmic. And then for, oh, I was like, oh, they go to Casablanca. Yes. We were talking about Casablanca. There's mm-hmm. a Casablanca display at the museum. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm waving my notes around wildly. I'm just glad that I have a physical prop. <laughs> it's your Bible. Prop. I'm glad I have a physical prop today. Because <laughs> um, I usually just use my phone, but I wrote all my notes in the in the uh, movie theater. Yeah. Uh Casablanca is the third one, and this one there's a Lawrence of Arabia reference. Yeah, I'm like, Cutter, you have to see this, mm-hmm. just for those reasons alone. It's just it's a good movie in general, though. Like, it probably is the most my heart has beat in like a long time. <laughs> yeah, you had a lot of uh, uh, verbal reactions to things in the theater, <laughs> a but verbal. a lot of people did. Yeah, unlike the guy right next to me who just kept coughing and never drank a single sip of water. <laughs> you like the entire- moved so far. I know. I got, I got like so close to Connery that I I finally realized it. I'm like, oh, I'm like shoulder to shoulder with Connery. In yeah, here. I, I looked like, over and I was. Up. I heard the guy cough. Like the guy's coughing. I was like getting away from him. I just like I. I kind of like. I, I feel like I should have said something. He's like, stop it. But I also like. He looked like a guy who's like I don't know to like profile someone. I guess, but he looked like he was like maybe he's like mid forties and yeah. like. Someone who would make a scene. Maybe like a physical labor job or something. Basically, I was just like too much of a weenie to say anything, and I didn't want him to punch me while watching this movie. (laughs) They sat in the wrong seats, too. They sat in our seats. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the definition of like being cucked, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It's the kind of audience member I am. And the guy next to me was farting the entire he time. He was? Yeah, he kept going. You <laughs> <laughs> never said that. I forgot Wait, to really? after we left. Yeah. Like they were just like. Because I, I just go like, oh. It's like, like, <laughs> like quiet, dry ones? Yeah, they're just quiet. <laughs> we saw the first screening possible at the Americana because uh, that had more seats available. And we had to record this on kind of a short timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, since I'll be out of town. Yada, yada. Uh, <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> I'll be home. Don't break into my house. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to visit my parents for a week. By the time this episode comes out, I'll already be home You'll already be back. Don't break into my house. Don't you think about it. <laughs> We're all trying to find the guy who did this. <laughs> it's not, that guy's just like a hot dog. Um, 
we actually did have like uh, like somebody case like it felt like someone was casing our apartment complex the other day oh, no. but just because of one of our neighbors lost our cat and they felt yeah. really bad oh so uh <laughs> it's, it's a sad it thing. is sad uh what were we talking about john wick four john wick four our theater experience oh the they... farting man <laughs> yes there's the tiktok man in john wick chapter three and john wick chapter four there's the farting man who's in the theater next to you just letting out dry farts it just it just was like these little bursts like oh that stings like i farted <laughs> it's really off it was i don't like that i was like doing smell-o-vision while watching john wick 4 <laughs> kid you not like the guy next to me who just he just had the dry cough had been like <coughs> yeah <coughs> and just like could have just gotten some water he no. was holding his like pack of dibs the whole time You're just choking down dibs he wasn't even eating them <laughs> i like wanted to be like hey like do you need some water or something but i should have said something i guess i just didn't want to like make a scene or a confrontation or anything you know when i watched creed 3 there were the rowdiest group of teenagers behind me i think i've ever seen in a movie theater <laughs> just kicking your seat they, they're like near that they're they're going some of them are like what's going on who's that I like full of people. Someone be like, "Shut up!" And like, I'm whispering. Yeah. Also, this guy had his like phone. I'll move on in a second. He had his phone out and like he wasn't using it, but the time kept popping up every like five seconds. He needed to know what time it was. But um, you know, TikTok, Mister Wick. <laughs> Time's running out. <laughs> it's fine. All I'm trying to say is, look, just try to be considerate of all the people that you're sitting next to in a movie yeah. theater. Just, just be mindful. All you have to do is, if you're coughing a lot, just, like, try to drink some water. Yeah. I pulled my mask out because I'm like, I don't know. Maybe this guy does have COVID. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he could have COVID. How uncomfortable, like, how inconsiderate could he be? Yeah. You never know. Nope. So just just be nice to your fellow theater goers. Yeah. And, and all that given, despite a coffee man, a man farting, a man farting on my left, a man coughing <laughs> you on your right. I think you say farting on your leg. Farting on my leg, just leaning over going... <laughs> <laughs> We still had a great time. It's still a great, great movie. Dragon's Breath. <laughs> Dragon's Breath. A scene I screamed during. <laughs> yeah, because you went to the bathroom at the point where they're like loading up the gun. Yeah. Does that, but yeah. What are your thoughts on John Wick Chapter 4? I love it. It might be my new favorite. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely the longest. It's definitely the longest. <laughs> it's just nonstop high octane action. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Just like it doesn't stop. <laughs> like, oh, like Crank? Like Crank. <laughs> Crank is my favorite movie. Oh my god! No. <laughs> Crank is one of those movies like I don't feel pressured, even though the situation is supposed to be very high pressure. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 But this one, I just feel the pressure the entire time, and the fact that he's being just hunted and pursued at all, dogged, if you will, to make a pun, the entire movie. I don't get it. Like dogged, like he's just everyone's like on on him the whole movie. Oh yeah, I get it. And he's a dog. He likes dogs. Bark, bark. Bark, bark, Mr. Wick. <laughs> there you go. Dog's running out. That's <laughs> that's something, I guess. <laughs> that's something. <laughs> What'd you think, Tyler? Uh, yeah, I really liked it um, throughout the whole movie. Like, it starts off really strong. It does that typical John Wick thing where, um, like, the middle kind of slows down to deliver a lot of expedition and, and dialogue and story. But yes. a lot of that was, I think this is maybe, like, the best written besides the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because you see all the characters now, so it's not just John. 
like there's uh Winston gets moments. Mm-hmm. I guess uh Bowery Man gets moments. <laughs> yeah, the Bowery King or whatever. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne has some moments. Uh what's his uh Lance Reddick's character like Sharon gets like some one moment small moments. Yeah. Um but yeah, they have more character development. They talk more about death really cuz mm-hmm. it all feels like the end of the line. It's all they deal with is death. <laughs> yeah, but cuz if you if you live to die, then you will live or something. That was it's, shit. It was like um, those who cling to life die. Die. Those who cling to death live. So I guess John Wick clung to life in the very end. Yeah, he was clinging to death. He chose the life of his friends. Uh, did he? I think he just got revenge. He got some revenge, but I think he also he, he saved Kane, and then he I guess nobody didn't really get anything out of the deal, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> so like yeah, the middle part just is like a lot of dialogue. There's some great locations in this movie too. Yes, and just so many good fight scenes. But the the, the ending in the movie kind of I was even more shocked by the ending in this than I was by the third one. Yeah, we were... the, like we all talked about like the third movie. Mm-hmm. Like we thought it would. Like, oh, this is the end of the John Wick trilogy. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, oh, no, there's like four chapters and now it's over, question mark? Yeah. But, what? I, like, again, you're not seeing these movies to be like story masterpieces. Mm-hmm. Like, having a four-part series is kind of strange. It's it's an awkward number is the point. Like, it's a, it's a things don't end on four. <laughs> the Alien Quadrilogy does. <laughs> there you go. But now they're sequels. Uh, so there's a John Wick Quadrilogy. <laughs> quadrilogy. Box set good uh yeah that's a box set yeah so i don't know we have to we have to dive into like this movie the the yeah. casting the cast is like really great in this movie it's so. so many cool people in this <laughs> but yeah tyler let's let's start let's start at the point like what what's the first fight scene you find you found the most interesting um i mean the overall like the first fight scene at the uh at the osaka branch yeah continental that's really well i guess it's not yeah, that is like the first fight scene because before is, that yeah. it just is he he shoots the elder mm-hmm. and then uh, Winston has his place get blown up. Yeah, at, at that point in the movie, I was like, "Oh, okay, so this is really just they don't really care about reality anymore." <laughs> and I'm like, "I mean, I don't either." Because yeah. like, once you start having to explain this stuff, it's like that's kind of like an entire building explodes. It's kind of like they would have to classify that as terrorism or something, or like, they just say no, it's scheduled to be demolished. Yeah, I guess you're right. That feels like a Batman kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, does feel like a Batman thing, but there's really no inner. It's like the anti-Spider-Man too. There's no interaction with normal people at all anymore. No, yeah, it's, we're just completely immersed in the world. Yeah, in the assassins' world, up to the point where you they're fighting like <laughs> in very public places in Paris, like iconic landmarks. And, it's like uh, people are sick of it. Like no, they, everybody yeah. knows what's going. Like oh, the fucking assassins are I'm out again. Gonna, I'm just gonna run them over on accident. <laughs> I'm going to take one down with me. Yeah. But it doesn't even matter anymore. You know, it's, I, I like that it goes there. It doesn't over explain its lore or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the first fight scene at the Osaka Continental is really great, especially the part when he has nunchucks. Yes. Because that's something you haven't seen yet in these, in these movies. And this, these movies always do like a great job at presenting a new weapon, <laughs> a new kind of fighting and everything. Yeah. And going crazy with it. Like he just used that thing as like beat sticks. Like I feel like I've only ever seen those like display kind of like fight things almost. Yeah. And he uses them as like, I feel like what they're intended, just big club that has momentum. I'm sure there's other movies for sure that have nunchuck scenes. Yeah. I mean, the ones the- like, I think most people think of, at least in like America are 
either Enter the Dragon mm-hmm. or Ninja Turtles. Yes. <laughs> like, that's what we know, like, with nunchuck fight scenes. Mm-hmm. And so they're just so rare. And yeah. it's, like, really cool the way he uses them are less, like, less showy and more like, yeah, this is a piece of, like, very hard wood yeah. that will definitely kill someone if you hit them in the temple or something. Mm-hmm. Like, those things are killer. Yeah. Um, and just using the force of them. So mm-hmm. just the way he uses them are so cool. Like it's He's using them like a like melee weapon instead of like an art form. <laughs> right, yeah. Or an exercise. They just like are, he's just using them to, to kill basically. Yeah. But on top of that, I think it's so genius that they use the heavily armored soldiers in the first fight scene of this movie. Because mm-hmm. it's... It's escalation. Yeah, it's the final escalation in John Wick 3. Mm-hmm. They use that as the first fight in the fourth one. So it's like, okay, like... You know, now what do we do? We just keep escalating. I gotta go up. <laughs> but then the way they like escalate throughout the movie is like a little different and surprising. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of just like French assassins. Yeah, French swarm. That's what I called it. It's just, like the swarm of rats that come out of the sewer to, like fight Jeez. you. Just a bunch of ratatouilles. Just a bunch of ratatouilles. <laughs> I'm sure, French people love to being compared to rats. <laughs> they felt like they were just crawling out of the woodwork. I'm like, there were just so many of them. I do wish there was a, a, a shot of one assassin that had like a rat pulling his hair. <laughs> like that's the ultimate enemy. <laughs> but I, I guess everything everywhere already did that. They did that, yeah. <laughs> I love that movie, but but yeah, that that first fight scene's fantastic. I I like. What do you think of the main bad guy, the Marquis? But like he's introduced throughout this movie. But he's like the bad guy we get to know. I feel like the most of all the movies. Um, yeah, that's true. He's, like, a better, uh, Santino. Yeah. Like, I feel like Santino is somewhat interesting, mm-hmm. but the Marquis even more compelling just yeah. because he's even more rich and powerful. The levels of middle management as well in this movie. <laughs> yeah, just... like, I don't know what he, he's in charge of a lot of stuff, but I guess he's not the head of the table. Yeah. They never really show, like, the assassins of the table, mm-hmm. which I kind of appreciate. But I interrupt you. What, what do you think of the Marquis? Uh, I really like his outfits. <laughs> I do too. I like his sparkly suit. The yeah, yeah, the sparkly blue suit. Yeah, that like a, a ga- gala yeah. he was at. <laughs> that was really good. Um, I think you know I I didn't I didn't at first know that he was French because it's Bill Skarsgård mm-hmm. and he's Swedish and yeah. I mean whatever it doesn't really matter. But he he's even like oh he mentions his father. I'm like oh now I want to see Stellan Skarsgård in these movies. <laughs> yes. But I think the casting of him it was really good because he's mm-hmm. kind of just like really rich, like kind of petulant dude. Yeah, who has been given everything. I mean, I guess he earned it somehow. No, he didn't because he's a marquis. Yeah, so he's a marquis. He's kind of just always had that high amount of mm-hmm. power. He's like, and there's even a line it's like, "Oh, like most marquis, like it's just their servants mourn them." Yeah, but you could be something like memorable. You're the one that took down John Wick. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like that kind of character. I'm glad that they didn't show him like training or like doing a fight scene to show Me how too. badass like, he, he is. He's just purely like a spider, and he's like, everybody else is gonna do something for me until like it's inevitable he has to fight me. <laughs> but even then, he's like, he has a shield with a cane. Yeah, and he has a, a entire set of the city like that you mentioned while watching the movie. Like every super villain has a miniature set of uh... <laughs> a miniature miniature of the city. <laughs> Which just made me think of Hot Fuzz, the ending of Hot Fuzz. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's so dumb. Like, why does he have this? And uh, maybe I'm stretching too much, but speaking of like film homages, like the the final duel kind of reminds me of Barry Lyndon, the the Stanley Kubrick movie. I never saw Barry Lyndon. Uh, you really should. I feel like yeah. You... I feel like I'd like it a lot. It's it's definitely on my, been on my list for a while now. Yeah, it's really slow paced, but even like the scene with the marquee earlier when when Winston's walking through and there's just all the massive paintings. Yeah, like, Barry Lyndon's like all about just like 
framing the movie like a classical art piece. Oh, that's cool. Like a Renaissance art piece. Uh, I like that. Uh, I'm probably wrong in terming both of those things, but uh, the <clears throat> there's a duel at the end of Barry Lyndon, mm-hmm. and like Bill Skarsgård's character is very much like the quote unquote antagonist yeah. in that movie, where he's just kind of like petulant. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Okay, I'll take over now." Yeah, kind of thing. Like that's not exactly what happens in that movie, but it just feels, especially with like the flintlock pistols. Mm. Just like, oh, now that somebody else did all the hard work, or now that like I have a chance, I'm gonna. Like, yeah, it's very cowardly <laughs> mm-hmm. how he handles the whole situation. A true blue so. wiener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. He puts his pistol at the sky. Wait. <laughs> I want to talk about the middle management of this movie though, because I'm trying to figure out who ranks where. Because right now my head, it's it's the uh, the assassins, then the concierge, then the managers of the Continentals. Yeah. Then there's judicators. Then there's. But they're not like above. They're like. I they guess work they are above the table. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the. Uh, oh God! What was Clancy Brown's character? Who I, the whole time in that mo- in A this movie? A harbinger. Harbinger. Yeah. Yeah. This whole movie, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Clancy Brown, but I still mm-hmm. couldn't tell for some reason. But yeah. Like, and then I looked it up, I'm like. Yeah, that's <laughs> his voice is so iconic. How could it not be him? Yeah, he's so cool. And the, the harbingers, then marquise, and then the table, the high table, the one who sits above the table, and but the one who sits above the table is that the elder. Yeah, but then what's above that? Nothing. So John killed like the highest possible. Yeah, I he feel like chopped not, off the head. I feel like there's got to be even higher people. Somehow. I don't. I don't think so. Like I think the table, like kind of like I feel like he's a figurehead. The one who sits above the table is like a figurehead position, and then like the real monarchy is or like the real like stuff is done via like the parliament system of the high table. Yeah, and then John should be taking killing everyone the high table, but it doesn't really happen. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised too that this is set up as if it's the last one because John is supposedly dead. Mm-hmm. And then I said, no, you didn't see the split second shot of the rocks. <laughs> Lifting above his, rising off his, above his grave. Loving husband as a hand rips out of the grave. As Ben Affleck looks over with Wonder Woman and turns away. Did you hear those rocks? Diana? All right, but let's see. Um, what do you think of Kane? He's a new addition to our new assassin friends. Uh, yeah. Uh, Donnie Yen mm-hmm. plays Kane. And I was at first, I didn't realize that his character is blind. Yeah, like I thought he was just listening to his daughter or something like, like mm-hmm. hanging out near his daughter. And then uh, you find out, like when he's summoned, basically, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, like Kane's kind of a weird name. And I'm like, oh, it's because he has a cane. It's I like think. Stick from Daredevil. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean they all know the Ninja Turtles? They have to, by law. <laughs> Batman knows the Ninja Turtles. That's Master Splinter, who also has a stick. But did you know Daredevil has, like, got his powers from the same accident that the Ninja Turtles did? (laughs) I like that canon, sure. (laughs) (laughs) There was, like, one comic about it. Did I tell you the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Batman line where Batman's, like, they're at Crime Alley with Batman? (laughs) And one of them says, Cowabama, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is it, Raph. This is where my parents were murdered. And then Raph goes, Cowabama. I want to cover Ninja Turtles this year. Can we do that? <laughs> yeah, sure. There's a new movie coming yeah. out. We've done too many of my stupid things by now anyway. <laughs> oh, Ninja Turtles not one of yours? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I guess you're right. <laughs> Just isn't one of yours. We can have uh, Chad back. Yes. 
and have Grayson on for that. Out oh, of- the, the, the new one. <laughs> the, the second newest one or whatever. Yeah, the one with Kang. Out of the Shadows. <laughs> That's the only one she saw. She's like, I loved that movie. <laughs> Good. Doesn't it have Bebop in it? It does have Bebop and Rocksteady. What were we talking about before Ninja Turtles? Oh, uh, Kane. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I really liked his look before he went back to being the assassin. I kind of mm-hmm. hoped he would continue having that that look. I liked like, his white turtleneck. I like. Oh, at the end, yeah. I liked his little beard, his retirement beard, yeah, and his uh, shaggy hair. Mm-hmm. So when he went back and was like all cleaned up, I'm like, oh, I kind of wish he was still like kind of messy, like kind of yeah. like John Wick's all rugged and messy. I kind of wanted him to be that way too. Yeah, kind of like old boy ish. Mm-hmm. But I guess John already is like that. Yeah, so. I guess so. Uh, Can only have one old boy in the room at the time. I really like his character. He's not overpowered in any ways. He's Mm -hmm. just incredibly good at fighting the way he does. Yeah, he's just like looking away and just like slick, 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 slick. But he's also not like immortal or anything, and he sets little sensors. I love that ding dong. I wanted more of that, more of like the sensor stuff so badly. Yeah, because at first I'm like, oh, are those like little bombs or something? Mm -hmm. But I liked it even better that they were just like door doorbells. Yeah, I I was was like, these are sensors. They got and then it's the ding dong, ding dong, (laughs) just smacking so good. One of my favorite moments in the movie is when he's just eating soup in the hallway. (laughs) Do your job. (laughs) But yeah, at first with him being like a blind swordsman kind of thing, Mm -hmm. I I was like a little like, "Uh, I don't know, because he already did this in Rogue One. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's done it in other parts of his career, too, Mm -hmm. because he's been in so many movies. But it really worked because he's a multi-layered character. It's not just just like, oh, he's blind, you know, Mm -hmm. like he's a multidimensional person. And I'm glad they didn't use that as like his character trait. Yeah, he's like, I can't see, hello. (laughs) Yeah, he said that like once or whatever. Mm -hmm. When he's playing poker, he's like, what do I have? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I, I really liked his characterization in this movie. It's a lot more multifaceted than I expected, and mm-hmm. I really appreciated it, and I just really liked Donnie Yen in movies. Yeah, he's super cool. What, what about uh, our other new character, Nobody, based off Nobody, Bob Odenkirk? Is it based on him? I don't think so, but like, <laughs> I was like, isn't the same director did Nobody in this? So this opens up the whole like hobo code part of like subplot of this movie. <laughs> oh, because this guy, uh, I have to look up the actor's name again. He was really good, I thought. Yeah, he was super cool. Uh, he was like in that movie Stowaway, which I, I've been meaning to see. It's on Netflix. It's oh. about like uh, astronauts are in outer space and like an alien like ends yeah. up in their in their ship. Oh, is that the one where they land and then like the alien's still alive or something? I don't know. That could also be life. That is life. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Which I, I'm not too fond of that movie. But everyone's like, oh, is this a secret Venom movie? Oh, my God. Uh, let's see, I remember let's see. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shamir Anderson. Yeah. I, I haven't seen him in, in uh, a lot of stuff. I guess he's in quite a few TV shows. Oh, yeah? But this is the first thing I've seen him in. Uh, he's Canadian. And uh, I don't know. I, I Yeah, I thought he was great. I thought his character was super unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has, like, a custom, like, ported rifle or whatever that yeah. he like, puts together. Mm-hmm. And then he has, like, a little, like, a... Uh, uh, I don't remember if it was a revolver. I don't think it was, but it was like a little like quick draw gun. Yeah, it's like a little quick draw. Like I really liked his fighting style. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like <laughs> it was hobo fight. Yeah, it was like hobo ju- j- hobo jitsu. Yeah, hobo jitsu. I like really like, he like flipped his backpack up around. It was like it's a bulletproof. It's so yeah, like, it's so cool. No, this they did such a good job at making it like not overly stylized, but something new. Mm-hmm. And then just like oh yeah, this guy looks like he's in a in like a. 
um, The Last of Us or something. Yes. He looks like he's in a survival thriller. Yeah, he's like he's the tracker, and they play him like the tracker so well and make him so yeah. distinct like that. Where he's like he's not the Willem Dafoe sniper guy, which I was afraid he would be. He's like mid range tracker hobo hunter killer. <laughs> yeah, he's and he has the dog, mm-hmm. which I'm glad they have that because it brings in a lot of themes from the first movie as well. Yeah, uh, yeah he's great. Just I, wants to I get a house. Overall, like his story a lot. And a 401k. And a 401k. He wants a house and a 401k. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, this is just the, the millennial assassin. It is exactly like, I want pension. <laughs> like everyone before him just had the money to buy stuff. And now it's like, it's a lot harder to be an assassin. <laughs> so I need $48 million or something like that to live a life. I'll never have a kid, but I have this dog. <laughs> I like the dog's like in the picture by the house like, me! Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the dream. The dog is really cute. Yeah. It's not like Halle Berry's, like, German Shepherds are, like, really just, like, skinny and, like, intense looking. Yeah, this one has, like, character. Yeah, it's a personality. Especially that shot where it's jumping on top of all the cars. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I like this a lot. Or, like, pees on that guy's head. You could also say it's an homage to Independence Day oh. when the dog jumps over the car and right. exits the uh, tunnel right. of, of fire. Of fire. <laughs> that scene always stressed me out as a kid. It's horrible. Have you seen Independence Day? I've seen Independence Day. It was a really long time. Yeah. It's like Close Encounters of a Third third Kind. I, remember, I feel like I watched both those at the same day. <laughs> That's cool. That's a nice little feature. <laughs> Very different energies, but yeah. both aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have to cover Independence Day one day. Beautiful. Probably sometime around the 4th of July. Yeah, I mean, I imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. He was great. Uh. I'm sad we didn't get more of the uh, bow and arrow girl, the the concierge at the Osaka Hotel. Yeah, who was saying like Geronimo and like somebody else were really excited that that she's in this. I don't really know what she's from. I mean, neither. Uh, Rina Sawayama. No, I don't know what she's from, but she was super cool. I like I liked her whole bow combat stuff she was doing. I'm like, why isn't she Hawkeye? Like, where where's she at? <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, it just movies like this get me mad at like the Marvel universe people. Like the fight scenes are so good. Though. I'm like, no, they're not. Piss. In Marvel, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just like look at the creativity that's on display versus like I smack you, you smack me. Yeah, but this this also like like Chad Chad Seleski. It says like his entire career has led up to these movies. I guess so. Like he's yeah, been a stuntman for so long, and then like did stunts on stunt coordinating and everything on uh the Matrix movies, like the biggest movies. So it's really like nobody else could make this movie. That's true. Really, it's like. I was thinking about, yeah, that's what this movie in particular made me really think about beyond all the other movies. It's like, this is really like, no other movie is going to be like this. Yeah, the choreography alone. It's kind of like every new Mission Impossible movie that comes out. It's like, how do you top that? Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> but this just feels like, it's it's you can't replicate it. No. I don't know. And then I realized that Ballerina um, spinoff movie. Yeah coming out and i'm like oh wait yeah who is directing that i don't know and it's uh len wiseman what did he do he did like a lot of the underworld movies oh that's that's the vibe okay <laughs> and he did the total recall remake which okay. uh i don't like well it sounds like it'll be definitely i hope under- it's okay <laughs> i feel like it'll be underworld style i feel like lots of slow motion lots of uh guns and sure yeah maybe some dancing Armas is in it so that's always good okay what about fred armison yeah, Anna de Fred Armisen was in it. Fred Armisen. de Fred Armisen. I like how John Wick has so many friends in this movie. Uh, yeah, he has like the most amount of friends so far, I guess. Yeah, 
Like, who does he have? He has uh, Kane. Kane. Nobody becomes his friend. Yeah, because John saves his dog yeah, instead he's of got, killing him. He's got Winston. He's got his dog. He's got Sharon, even though Sharon dies. Um, who else is his friend? In the- oh, the manager of the Osaka branch. Uh, his He reclaims... He gets branded by his like family again. Oh I guess. yeah, back in his family. Who's uh the uh, Romanovs or whatever? Uh, <laughs> is it the Romanovs? <laughs> it's not the Romanovs. <laughs> uh, Natalia Tana plays Katya, who's John Wick's adoptive sister. She mm. is Nymphadora Tonks. Ooh, that's right. She is. I knew her movies. face looked familiar. I didn't put it together when I watched the movie. But I'm yeah, like, she looks familiar somehow. I can't place who this is. I thought she was literally his character's sister. Like they look just like the same person. <laughs> like they could be siblings. Yeah. I guess she's adopted, but like he definitely looks like he belongs with this family. Yeah, like he look, he, he should be with these people. <laughs> what about Klaus? I am Klaus. What else can you say about him? He's Groot. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had Vin Diesel play that guy. <laughs> That's all I could think about when that was happening. I'm like, I, I'm Groot. Okay, when does this get to end? And it ended very fast. I was like, yeah. good. That guy had looked really cool. He did. I am the, Klaus. Yeah, there's something like these movies don't do humor the best mm-hmm. but it's enough their humor usually sub- like sub- like suburb subsists off being yeah <laughs> all right yeah good i mean i like that <laughs> yeah uh just especially i'm just jumping all over the place but just no, no. The, the beginning of like, the, the osaka continental just the vibe of it i'm like yeah the, the whole vibe of that set design and everything is just so much like you know why not make this look as cool as possible <laughs> like that's the whole vibe of the entire movie so much glass and the franchise where i was like even if you go back to our john wick one episode i'm like yeah like some of the music feels kind of like a little of the time mm-hmm. and just like so bad it was the first one yeah i know and then like it was also 10 years ago and or nine years ago and now i'm like listening to this one i'm like i don't care if any of these age like it's just it really is able to capture that vibe it's just like grindhouse like beats going on that most the entire movie too like the, yeah. the audio is just like vibrating the seats mm-hmm. it was so good especially in the rave <laughs> yeah it was so good i was like it's great it's awesome how do you feel about john wick's own personal penguin I hated him, then I loved him. Wow, you loved him when he started kicking? Is yeah, that why? when he started fighting, I really liked him. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's just some loser. He can't even fight. Like, he's going to be nothing. And then, like, they just, like, slammed each other around the entire nightclub. And I did imagine, like, the inhaler was, like, some kind of steroid that he was, like, just getting huffed up on. Oh, yeah, I thought he was doing, like, some sort of drug. Yeah. yeah. Some sort of, like, ecstasy or something. <laughs> he's like, ah! I liked he was like actually just like enjoying the fight so much. He's doing that like Russian drug that turns your skin like crocodile skin or whatever. Oh god, it gives you like necrosis. People are gonna start turning into Killer Croc literally. Yep. Yep. But he's great. I liked when he when he finally died and cracked his head open on the stairs, and I was like, take his teeth, and John took his teeth. I was kind of hoping he took all the teeth. But this is like this movie is like more realistic than I almost I want it to be a little. Yeah, I want it to be the full grill. Just yeah, pull out the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that was gonna happen too. Kind of like you always expect John to be like more sympathetic to dogs in these movies mm-hmm. after the first one, but it's kind of just like oh no, it is about his wife. Like they really focus on that story wise. It's like it is about his wife. Yeah, because all the dog was was a symbol for his wife. Yeah, but I think that also is what pulled people into the franchise in the first place is mm-hmm. that someone kills his dog. My doggo. Okay. <laughs> My dog trio. <laughs> My dog trio. <laughs> My dog duo. 
<laughs> Doug Duo is not a Pokemon. <laughs> Doug is Duo it? is a Pokemon. Now? Look him up. Is that the new one? No, he's one of the first ones. Huh? Do Duo? Oh, Do Duo. Not Do Doug trio. Duo. Doug Duo. Two Dugs. Diglett evolves into Doug Trio. There's Doug Trio and there's Do Trio, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. But you said Doug Duo. Doug Duo. Two Dugs. I would believe it if there's a Doug Duo. This is all very important. Dog Duo. All right, well. No. It's just flat out denied. Well, no. Uh, I couldn't place who who that guy was. I'd never like seen him before. No, but it was really hard to like figure out. Uh, the, the character's name is Killa. Killa? Yeah, he's like the head of the German table, I guess. But it doesn't even really feel. He's that head way. of the German table. Apparently, what? Were we like meeting members of the table and like didn't even know? Yeah, let's see. The head of the German table. Yeah. Oh wow! I've. I've... I think there should be a lot more Granger than that. He looked like a mid boss. Maybe that's kind of like an outdated. This is just what like an article says from January, so uh-huh. that that might be wrong because he just kind of seems like he doesn't seem like a head a head of any kind of table. He's like an information broker. Yeah, right. Uh, but it is Scott Adkins who just for like I don't know action fans, he's just been in action movies for the past fifteen years, and people are always like, when Scott Adkins gonna get his like big breakthrough and everything? Uh-huh. Like he's such like a great martial artist and everything and he's in a lot of stuff like and he that was oh so he, he knows how to do that shit yeah and he's also not that size oh, okay cool because i was a little confused i'm like okay like this guy like i really hope this guy is this big and like has mm-hmm. some like specific fighting style yeah but i'm like oh no like they definitely like put him in a like suit. a quote-unquote like fat suit or yeah whatever, like a, a body a, suit a body suit yeah um but he uses it like he's throwing his weight around like nobody's business. Like, yeah, it looked it looked convincing. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, there's something about his head and everything where I'm like, that looks like someone who's not actually that weight. So he's just, just like, got a tiny head. <laughs> I kind of liked it. I'm like it makes him look like disproportionate and gross. Yeah, yeah. I like mm-hmm. I liked his purple. Like, suit. He looked like a comic book villain. No, he definitely did. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> so. I don't know. That was one of the fights that I was surprised that I liked so much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an enjoyable fight, and that's everyone just dancing and like not really paying attention to the fight that's happening like all throughout the nightclub. That was definitely that's definitely our cameo in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, just, just like, like dancing in the wet. There's just there's definitely some like goofy white dudes in there in <laughs> Berlin, just like dancing, just looking like stupid as hell yeah, on ecstasy. Like, or whatever. That's our cameo. I <laughs> yeah. was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, John McFive, get us in there. Two wet boys dancing. Two wet boys, one rave. One rave, one night only. Be there or be square. I wrote some of my notes upside down. I believe that. <laughs> this is just says Kane upside down. Because <laughs> Kane's cool. I wrote suits on suits. I don't know what that means. Uh, suits on suits. Maybe you're imagining them double layering the suits, the suit of armor that they wear. What do you think of the suit of armor style where you pull your your suit jacket up like a shield? I was like, this is the most childlike cartoon playground yeah. thing I think I've ever seen, ever. No, you didn't get me. You didn't get me. It was like, yeah, no, it's a shield. It's a shield. <laughs> yeah, truly. Uh, it got a little uh, tire tiresome by the end. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of movies, I feel like they'll show something once in a movie. And I'm like, I really wanted to see more of that. Yeah. And this one kind of does it like to a degree where it's a slightly too long because they really want to showcase everything. And mm-hmm. that's great. Um, it just like even like the dragon's breath 
Yeah. Like the gun shooting, like the incendiary ammo or whatever. He does I, it so many times. I don't times. know. I was full of so much joy that I just wanted that thing to be full of unlimited ammo. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's the thing. It's like, why would I complain about this? You know, yeah. Because so many movies don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the whole pulling up your, tac- your uh, what's it called, tactical chic, is that what they said? Yeah. The finest of tactical chic. 42 regular still, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. Um, it's a viper, close combat. I didn't realize what he was doing until like when he dismantled it. The, the fangs are like knives on the on the pistol he was using oh. to stab people. Yeah, 9mm pit viper mm-hmm. with uh, 21 rounds. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, and they describe all the... the cut of it and everything yeah um <laughs> it's funny because the place that john that john uh that keanu reeves like trains at for every movie mm-hmm. is like i didn't realize what well, is it I, called pit viper or something no it's it's this company called terran tactical oh um i know this because i used to uh take photo, product photography for an airsoft company there you go and terran tactical is one of like the that's what everybody like likes a lot like yeah. that's like the nicest one of the nicer... Uh, this one looks just like a real gun. Airsoft guns. And I think this one was like... I think they have an actual gun that they made. Oh, nice. That is like the Pit Viper or whatever. Because there's another one called like the Sand Viper. Yeah. You hit your know. friends with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not the real gun. <laughs> See, I don't want to get too much into gun culture. And I know all this stuff because of like happenstance. I'm not like huge on guns. No, I know. Yeah, it's like, like, I it did, was a job you needed. <laughs> I did learn a lot about airsoft guns and then also that company. They've made guns from like two to four... Mm. John Wick two to two four oh, like specifically for this this uh, but it was it was just weird seeing that gun um, because it looked like a mini an airsoft gun that I photographed <laughs> years ago. I'm like that definitely looks like that, and it was. Mm? So it's just weird that they there was kind of like a full on ad for a company <laughs> in the movie as like the coolest gun. It was <laughs> kind of strange, funny. honestly. You've unlocked platinum to your John Wick. Here's your new gun skin. Yeah. It, it's that was a little strange to have a gun ad in the movie, but I guess that's this whole movie is. You know, one thing like one downside of these movies, it's not a downside, it's just preference, but I'm like, there's so much gunplay. Yeah. Where it is like, you know, they're raising up their tactical suits and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I almost wish there was some more like melee fights and stuff like that, like we martial do. arts fights, but this is, I guess, more realistic. Everyone would have guns. Mm hmm. But I still think those the suit jacket fights are funny. <laughs> yeah. Especially, I like it so much. Especially when he goes up the stairs. It feels like such high internet forum, like, talk learning kind of thing. of being like, how come they just don't ever use a suit jacket like a shield if it can reflect bullets? And they're like, all right, we'll do that. And then just looks really stupid in practice. <laughs> yeah, he, like, d- never gets headshot ever. Yeah. He's just like, no. <laughs> no one can ever pull a headshot on John Wick. And I like the little sparks that fly when they hit the suit. So it's like, oh, it definitely is, like, super bulletproof. Yeah. Oh, man, especially the... Uh... We'll 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 jump back to some other scenes, but the the Arc de Triomphe like Yes. The car um, fight. It's the car fight. Like I think that is so genius. I mean it just, it looks impossible to pull off mm-hmm. also, especially the considering the location. Yeah, it's so nuts. And I'm like, I hope that a lot of this was like stage work somehow mm-hmm. or something or some different area because like how did they shoot all this? Like they must have been on a like just a whole bunch of professional driver. Tight time time limit for this to close it all off. Yeah. But uh and also like so all the cars going by it was like Frogger. <laughs> but also like variable cover. Yeah. It's like the ultimate game of Gears of War or something. <laughs> You can't, like, <laughs> stick to the cover. Yeah, because it keeps moving. Yeah. It's just, like, impossible how John never gets shot, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> he just... does, excuse you see his suits, like, covered in those, like, like, bullet imprints all over the place. Yeah, and it's truly, like, 
the roughest fight, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say that for a lot of them. Because he gets hit by a bunch of cars. <laughs> he does. And uh, <laughs> I like the beginning of that whole sequence where he's in the... Uh, the challenger the challenger or whatever with the mm-hmm. doors shot off yeah. or blasted off and he's just like driving and drifting around the people <laughs> yeah, and he's shooting, shooting so many rounds but like it doesn't really seem like he's hitting too no. many of them and it goes on for so long and then like when he like does like the loadout he reaches in and like slowly grab the gun off the ground yeah my favorite. it's like his hands like down way too soon to like grab the gun he's like a knight yes he's so cool uh but honestly, yeah, like more blockbuster action movies should have just longer sequences like this because why not? Like mm-hmm. they focus so much on like the characters and stuff, which you, is character is important. But there's a lot of bad action movies that don't nail that, <laughs> and then also have scenes that are like the editing is like not long enough and everything. Because yeah, John speaks with his fists and his guns. <laughs> yeah, he speaks the language of death. Exactly, and that's what this movie is about. Death. It's a story about death. It almost feels like Greek myth- mythology kind of vibe to me. Also, my like everybody's trying to like figure a way out of death or out of like this like game that the gods, aka the high table, are making them play. Yeah, they're all trying to. F- well, there's a system in place, and they're all trying to find the ways, and they they know it so well. Mm-hmm. I feel like all the characters know the system so well that they're trying to find ways um, to get around it or to advance in it. Yeah, either like- you go up the traditional route or you find other ways to like uh, undercut people. Yeah, which is also the way you go up like this some... buy your way out earn your way out and kill your way out yeah and like the traditional the super traditional way is the duel mm-hmm. you know which even like the modern people don't even do anymore yeah there's some parts that like plot threads that don't totally do anything for me like when um uh the hobo guy has to like pull his hand out with oh the nobody knife. yeah he has to pull his hand out and like the knife like bisects his hand basically. Oh, I'm so like, gross. I don't know if this was really necessary in any show his commitment to the cause. Yeah. But like what is the cause? I think he really just wants money. Killing John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> How come I didn't get my lady fencers on horseback? Why was I denied that? <laughs> that would be really cool. Yeah, they just show up there. Maybe it was something that was cut. I, I I gotta see the director's cut then because that's the only fight scene I really want to see now is like that. Oh, your embarrassment of riches, and you want more. I know exactly. Just you're want a real marquee yourself. <sighs> I truly am. Do you like it when he has the big Viva La Vida poster in front of him? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what it is. It's not that's what it is. Right? It's Viva La Vida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is the type of villain that I would probably be in real life. <laughs> Winston is just humming the song in his head. <laughs> If <laughs> not me singing like the Lord of the Rings version that Grayson made. <laughs> oh right, yeah, you would be singing that. Hmm. Hmm. The Eiffel Tower has a secret assassin <laughs> radio station. radio station. How do you feel about that? I love it. Honestly, it was my favorite thing. Is the entire thing. Like, no one ever found this room that has a wide open. It's not window. that they don't find it. It's just that they know it's there, so they can't stop them. <laughs> yeah. That's what this whole thing is like. Everybody knows you just can't stop it. I just really wanted him to tear down like everything. I did too. I wanted it all to burn. Even if nobody deserved it and there was like, or some people didn't deserve it, like I wanted it all to burn down. Yeah. There's just so many, everything in this movie is awesome. Mm-hmm. Just even when they're talking in the boat underneath, like in the tunnel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like that location. Long so- live the kid. <laughs> just interjects out of nowhere. <laughs> He's like, I figured mine out a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyway, what was yours? What was yours going to be, John? <laughs> it's the whole thing. Like, I remember in John Wick Two, 
I, just in general, people are kind of like, oh, like, I don't know. I don't really love Lawrence Fishburne in this. I'm like, he's just doing his thing. It's yeah. just nice to see him. It's just, just, <laughs> it's let just him have. nice to see him. He's fun. Yeah. He does the whole Dante's Inferno quote in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, there's there's more music in this for sure too, mm-hmm. and you know it's overall pretty good. <laughs> I wanted the radio station in France to play more like actual like rock stuff, like less of like the, I guess like club beats because they they play uh one way or another and they play <laughs> paint it black and paint it black. I was like I wanted more of like remixes of like songs like this actual radio station. <laughs> I did feel bad for the uh, the radio DJ. Mm, like, I see her face. Yeah, as just like as an actor, mm-hmm. it's like oh I don't know who that is, but she had great lips. She does a really good perform. Maybe she's like a voice actor or something. That'd be cool. Know. Her voice is really good. Yeah, she sounds like this is like the sultry like woman. That's, you appear on your like okay, time to go kill it. <laughs> Where did Kane get that pencil? Uh, he took it from the table at the poker game. Oh mm-hmm. wait, really? You yeah, saw him do I that? saw him do that. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. Like he very much does it. Like he takes it off the table and he puts it in his pocket or his suit pocket. John never uses that antique revolver either. No, I guess he doesn't. That would, that would have been cool, but also really impractical. Mm-hmm. Penguin never uses his giant revolver. See, anything I, I want to complain about... Yeah, he doesn't use his giant revolver. I really yeah. wanted him to just like blow somebody apart or something. Yeah. Anything I want to complain about this movie, it's just like, oh, but then once you do that, it kind of jumps over this line mm-hmm. that I feel like is becomes too ridiculous and cartoony. Yeah. And I like... The straight and narrow, like not straight and narrow, but like the very thin line that this this movie lives on. They're men with rules. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Other otherwise, we're just animals, animals. just like the animals. Uh, because there's a lot of like clone movies of this, or just like kind of trying to be this kind of movie that just becomes way too cartoony mm-hmm. of an action movie that just it does it it's trying to be badass and it goes that route and I just don't think it works as well like. Uh, I don't know, just me personally, like Bullet Train or like Polar, they just don't have yeah. the same effect as, as this. Did you ever watch Atomic Blonde? Yeah. Was that any, anything like that or was it? did it kind of like actually stick to its like thing of being kind of like punchy punchy? Uh, it's it's better than those two, I would say for sure. Because mm-hmm. um, there's some like really long fight scenes too. Oh, nice. But What about Veruca Salt? <laughs> Veruca Salt? <laughs> the movie Salt? Or Salt, yeah. Veruca Salt is Willy Wonka. <laughs> Who is Salt? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really remember that movie. Uh, yeah, there were a bunch of John Wick clones that came out right after him. Yeah, well, I mean, David Leach did uh, Atomic Blonde. Oh, okay. There you go. And and uh, uh, Bullet Train. Uh, but nah, not a big fan of Bullet Train either. Sorry, Jacob. There's really okay, so there's shotguns. There's like more rifles in this. Mm-hmm. There's nunchucks, a lot of pistols, like fire usual. shotguns. Uh, <laughs> fire shotguns. There's not really any kind of like automatic fire at all mm-hmm. in this movie, but but like the whole thing is about being super precise. Yeah, exactly. It's like because everyone's covered in so much armor that you have to. <laughs> yeah, and there's like three hours of this movie mm-hmm. almost, and I'm just like, oh, I kind of want just one big like spray out movie. Like like we talked with Jacob. There's no dual wielding. No, no dual wielding. There's no, like, a lot of automatic fire, machine gun fire. Mm-hmm. But I almost kind of wish John had, like, a rocket launcher. But that's <laughs> that's the same thing I just keep on wanting to he complain about. He doesn't use explosives. But, like, yeah. and throughout all the movies, he never uses explosives. Uh, so I'm just asking for things that I haven't seen yet, and they do that every single movie. So mm-hmm. it's like anything you can complain about this movie, I feel like. Give it 10 years, and they'll do it in the next like, one. Like, I'm sure, that, yeah, like, I'm sure there's... <laughs> 
fault. There's faults in any movie, no matter how like quote unquote perfect it is. But mm-hmm. I I really don't have anything to complain about this movie. It's just it's just picking apart things that like <laughs> oh maybe I would have preferred this, but even then it's just. Whatever, like you saw a great movie. I was given things that I would <laughs> never think I would have seen mm-hmm. in an action film, and I like them fighting up the stairs too. That was incredible. Yeah, it's so good, especially since he falls all the way down. Again. <laughs> yeah, like, that's I made me scream part. so hard. He just falls all the way back down. And people in the theater were like, "No!" <laughs> and uh, having seen Ant Man. And the Wasp Quantumania in a similar way of seeing it Thursday, like the first screening. Mm-hmm. That movie was silent. Oh. Which I wanted to go see that movie for it being like a Marvel movie. And yeah, you wanted like the fans. crowd, yeah. And there's just like no response to most things in that movie. <laughs> I don't think they're responding to many things anymore in the new movies. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because the joke's over. It's just worn down. <laughs> okay, Joker. I'm sorry. The joke's over. The joke's over. Nobody thinks it's funny anymore when you put on the iron suit and you swing around a shield. You dance with Lady Gaga. <laughs> you dance with Lady Gaga. In the pale moonlight. Slowly. And you wave your bone arms in the air and they go... Two fridges, please. One for me, one for the lady. <laughs> We're a traditional family. Two fridges, one house. And I'm, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> I meant traditional family in that they sleep in separate beds. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> you know, like like yeah. 50s movies. Yeah, like a 50s movie, yeah. But they all sleep in, in, in a different room. Do you get it? I, I, can no, I, I, can understand. I explain it more? I understand. Can I explain it more? My best feet got stuck in the freezer last night. <laughs> That's such a stupid movie. <laughs> Let's watch it right now. Uh, there's no like direct homage, I think, to Good, Bad, and the Ugly in this, but just the general thing of nobody and um, John mm-hmm. and Kane. I keep yes. wanting to just say Donnie. <laughs> Donnie. Donnie and- he is just pretty much himself in the movie. <laughs> like, no one's the bad there. No. They're all kind of just, like, morally complex. Yeah, the Marquis is the bad guy. Yeah. He's using everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And he deserves his death. And he dies in such, like, a weak way where I'm like, I love this. It's perfect. I, everyone was, like, so shocked when he had the gun. I was like, he didn't shoot. And then, and then Wins says, he didn't shoot, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. It was great. Yeah, who says that to him? It's like to to um the marquee is like a man. Oh, is it the harbinger says that? Like a man's ambition should never exceed his worth. Exceed his worth. It's like ouch. Yeah, it's like you're not worth that much, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then like his smugness comes totally into play to be like, I win. And then like, nope. <laughs> and I think those muskets are not. I get like, what are they called? Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, they're not muskets because they they're more. They're pistols. Yeah, they're not musket balls or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's a flintlock pistol. I don't really know. It's kind of like a flintlock pistol, yeah. yeah. It's just very old. I, I I always thought they'd leave like a bigger like kind of thing, I guess, but they're also yeah. maybe like they're just like weaker. Uh well they're so far away in the beginning too. Yeah, but like, like when they're shots. ten paces, I thought for sure like the marquis head would just like explode. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean John does die. <laughs> he does die, yeah. He just has like severe he just keeps taking uh just been playing Fallout, he just keeps taking 
Stimpaks <laughs> to heal his broken limbs because he just constantly crippled, especially when in the in the in the rave. He just hits oh, that beam and then his back, like his yeah. back, must be like reinforced by steel or something at this point. Like, dude, this uh, this critic uh, that I like, uh, John Devore, he's like, well, I don't know if he's like a critic. He's more sort of just like a, a writer, yeah, a culture writer. He's just like tweeted the other day. He's like. I just really want John Wick's knees at my age. <laughs> <laughs> That's his like secret ability, just having like functioning knees. knees. Uh, my knees were so shit. I feel like I, when I work out, I do like lots of like knee practice because like my, my left knee especially is like horrible, and I feel like I just barely have mobility in them. <laughs> uh, my leg felt jammed yesterday, and I yeah. think it's just because I haven't been moving around enough. Gotta start doing squats. I gotta just start exercising in general. Yeah. That's what we got to do. Like, literally, my body changed when I was, like, I don't know, like, 25. And I was like, I have to start working out again. Like, my metabolism totally quits. <laughs> what else? I mean, John's dead. That's the big shocker of the movie. Yeah. Movie, how he said it. Just the, the, the final shot of his death is, like, so gorgeous. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel... The whole stuff at the at the Sacre Corps or whatever, like, the, the church at the end, it mm-hmm. doesn't... It, like, you know... Sunrise doesn't last that long. No. But it has that beautiful like sunrise light the whole time. It mm-hmm. feels artificial, but I don't I like that. It just it, like stretches out the moment forever. Yeah, it's incredibly <laughs> cinematic. Yeah, it stretches out the time. It's not real time. Mm. And other than well, that's not true because the uh, Osaka Continental and the rave scene like are very like of the style mm-hmm. of the style of like 2 and 3 like color and lighting wise. Yes. And this one just is like, oh, it's using the actual sun to, to light everything like mm-hmm. that, and it's, it's, just, it's beautiful. Like it feels there's, you can tell like a lot of its uh, stage work mm-hmm. at, at the church at the end, but I don't mind at all because it just kind of elevates it, makes it more mythic. Yeah, it's very beautiful. It reminds me of the end of Red Dead too. How? Do you want to know a spoiler? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it also ends with a sunrise. Okay. <laughs> and it's a very beautiful scene as well. You know what else ends with a, with the uh, sunrise? What? Before sunrise. You're right. <laughs> I guess I'm using my old argument of On Stranger Tides where I like that big battle scene at the end, even though it doesn't feel real at all. Yeah. But, which also has Ian McShane in it. <laughs> Stop believing in ghost stories. Ian McShane is so tan in this movie. He really is. Like he went into a tanning machine and didn't come out for a month. Yeah, and his teeth are so white. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm glad you found that too. Cause, like, that was pretty off putting to me. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, he's got to be old now, right? He's like 80. Yeah, I'm like, he's I'm old. just glad he's here. Mm-hmm. He's, he's having fun. But <laughs> like, he's just fun. <laughs> well, you like, he's good. You yeah, know, he's like, great. He's great. Don't he's, have anything to complain about. He's awesome as Winston. I like that he just piggybacks off John's like. <laughs> revenge scheme like i want the continental back <laughs> yeah i don't think i have too much else to say besides this whole franchise has been kind of like final destination but for how <laughs> henchmen get killed <laughs> yes that's very good especially john I, I guess he throws a few hatchets at people's heads mm-hmm. he definitely well we were talking about his signature moves yeah shooting people in the balls oh yeah he shoots people in the balls he throws his emptied gun at people <laughs> yes which is my favorite maneuver yeah, just it's like one. And he always manages to hit them, I guess. And that knocks them out cold usually, too. <laughs> he throws it so hard. What else does he do a lot? He does a little thing where, like, he's, like, uncovered with his, his uh, suit. And he kind of, like, twists underneath himself to shoot his gun, like, sideways. Yes. To get, like, more 
uh, protection from his suit. Mm-hmm. Are there really suits like this at all? No, that's that's fake. That's not real. I feel like there's no way. No, there's no way. I don't know how it would work and still yeah. look like fabric at all. Yeah. It's like when people are like, that Dark Knight armor, is that real? It's like, no, it's not real. <laughs> hockey pants? I'm not wearing hockey pants. I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> I'm not wearing underpants. <laughs> Letting it fly today. I'm wearing long johns. <laughs> Grand Torino. Boxer briefs are the things for me. You know, you wear boxers a lot as a teenager, and then you realize one day, as you get older, you might need boxer briefs. Yeah, they're hanging too low. A little extra support. Wouldn't hurt nobody. That's why I like boxer briefs. It's all the security of having longer pants, but all the support of wearing tidy whities I don't know if uh, Clint Eastwood's going to be able to make... That's on it. Okay, like... <laughs> Are you sponsoring Hanes? <laughs> yeah. What's the Hanes quote again? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what, what is like? I don't like get your Hanes on it or something. What'll get your What'll you get your Hanes on next? That's what the quote is. <laughs> what'll you get your Hanes on next? Just grabbing underwear. <laughs> My ears, I guess. Uh, you know, I don't know if Warner Brothers is gonna let Clint Eastwood direct another movie. No. But I do want to see him as, like, you know, Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman. Mm-hmm. I want to see Clint Eastwood as, like, a really old Batman. Yeah, Batman just, Beyond Batman. Like, who just has a revolver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's, like, true unhinged all-star Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that's the only one I think Clint, Clint could portray. Yes, yeah, so like, he is the Dark Knight Returns Batman. Like, it's the only thing. I'm like, if Clint, if I could have a time machine and bring Clint Eastwood back when he was, like, 60, I'd be like, congratulations, we're doing Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns and you're Batman. Instead of, like, a bat suit at all, he kind of just has, like, a, a, a black sweater yeah. with, like, maybe a logo on it. This is literally just the Batman beyond old Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like, he could do that still. I just don't think he would. And he drives a Gran Torino around. <laughs> that's the Batmobile. Absolutely. There was something actually I wanted to say about shit. What were we talking about before? His sidekick is the is the chair with nobody in it. <laughs> My favorite thing to bring just up: just screaming at this empty chair whenever he gets home. This lone spotlight on it. President Robin. Oh, that was gonna say. I got um, into a discussion about. And I was in the comic book store, and this guy was like, uh, "You know what comic I hate the most? All Star Batman and Robin." And the the so the owner of the store was like, also the cashier was like, was like, oh yeah, like that. It's not very good. And then I chimed in with like the guy who does like the backings, and I was like, I kind of like All Star Batman. <laughs> he was like, why? I was like, it's just so unhinged that it becomes like high art to me. Yeah, how do you not like him putting Green Lantern in a yellow room? Yeah, I was like, do you not like that scene? He was like, no, that's a great scene. I'm like, what about the scene where? <laughs> where he lit, lit, leaves Robin in the Batcave and I was like no I'm not gonna let him eat rats <laughs> yeah he eats yeah <laughs> or like anytime he's monologuing like a crazy person what about congratulations you've been drafted into the war against crime <laughs> yeah it's like what Batman would actually be like <laughs> he's just a total lunatic what Joker's giant dragon tattoo on his back <laughs> like uh oh my god what's what's that uh is it just called Red Dragon? Yeah, Red Dragon. Yeah, like Red Dragon. And then uh, I, he, everyone always cites like the really unhinged scene of him like burning criminals alive and like having sex with Black Canary on the pier. I mean, it's so weird. None of it is real. No, like it you know? doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like it's like it was sacred. I'm like it doesn't matter. It's the most insane Batman's ever been. It's awesome to watch it happen. It's in the middle of Frank Miller's like decline. Yes, but. 
<laughs> yeah, he did. Has Frank Miller made a lot of like certain problematic comics? Oh yes, he made the Holy Terror, which was like horrifying. <laughs> but no one else made All Star Batman, did they? No one else can make All Star Batman. <laughs> it's not to be confused with All Star Superman, which has a wildly different tone. All Star Superman's really great. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Mm. I guess they're basing. Uh, quite a bit of the new movie off of that i figured that when they had the poster with him on like or the picture with him on the sitting on the clouds i'm like i love that yeah if we get if that means getting zabaro superman in that's what that's what we got to get which is the inverse bizarro superman Superman. where he's just a nice guy i guess and doesn't have powers (laughs) right is that what it is no he's just like superman but he's like a gene he's like superman living a bizarro world oh so so he's just sad because it's just a bunch of bizarros yeah so he's like, I'm like the mo- the only intelligent person on a planet on a planet full of morons. <laughs> but like, look at them; they might help so badly. <laughs> like, the Batman has just like a smiley face, like, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. The Batman is Zer and Erg. Th- thanks. <laughs> that's lore. Zerg? No, Batman of Zer and Arg. Uh, do you have any final notes on John Wick Chapter 4? <laughs> um, it's amazing. This whole series to me has been a build-up from 1 to 10, and this is great. I love it. It's my new favorite John Wick movie. It's amazing. Yeah. After seeing, like, getting out of the theater, I'm like, what do I, like, it's hard to comprehend. I went through all, like, the different stages of grief, I think. <laughs> Being like, what? And you cried in the over. car. Yeah, I cried. <laughs> I got angry. <laughs> you slammed my dashboard as hard as you could. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are the other stages of grief? I Bargaining. Went, you went I, back to the theater yeah. and tried to bargain for a new ticket. <laughs> well, I did talk about like, oh, like, well, I want this to end differently. But yes. I'm like, why am I saying this? This movie's incredible. Why mm-hmm. do I have anything to complain about this wonderful gift upon the world known <laughs> as John Wick Chapter 4? Yeah. We're like, just spoiled children being like, but I want another one. Yeah. that's Honestly, that's how these movies make you feel. It's like, okay, what's going to happen next? Oh, it's... It, uh, it elevates and escalates even more mm-hmm. each movie. So it just wants you. It's like a drug. It really is. Uh, which is really bad because it's about shooting people in the head. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't feel real. Like It, it doesn't feel right. like a big like thing where it's like, oh, I should be questioning my morality right now. Yeah, because everyone like... else is an assassin, I guess. So it's all like a perfect like contained world. Mm-hmm. It's just bad people killing bad people. Look, murder is always bad, listener. Yeah. Please don't, please don't take this as as evidence of or John Wick as like an inspiration. Anyway. John Wick should be in prison <laughs> forever, just like Marcus Phoenix. Like honestly, this movie <laughs> just like Marcus Phoenix. Marcus Phoenix is a war criminal. Don't let the cog fool you. Baird is a Baird is a war criminal. <laughs> Baird's a terrorist. Okay, now we have to do the game, Chaz. We no, mentioned there's a war too much. <laughs> We played all the Gears of War games to possibly do a podcast on it, but by the time we finished all the Gears of War games, we got really depressed. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty tired. Just like, oh, God. <laughs> I think the last two is we kind of put the nail in the coffins for us. We were like, oh, God. I, no, you want know bear judgment did it to me. Where I was like, this sucks. I like how it's just called bear judgment as if bear is a brand. <laughs> I think Fallout would really, would really burn me out where I was like, oh, I gotta beat New Vegas now. Oh my god, these games are so long. Yeah, we'll talk about this after. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, any other final final thoughts? Go see it. If you haven't seen any of these, just watch them all. Yeah, even if you haven't seen any of them and like want to go see a new movie, mm-hmm. do it. Definitely see this movie. Yeah, you'll get it. It's fine. They catch you up. Yeah, they really do. And uh, I guess my final note is Chad Stileski, who has been in... The f- I still don't know if I'm saying his name right, but the intention is there. Yes. Uh, he's been in stunts for 
in the stunt department of like of filmmaking for decades now has worked on some of the biggest projects is now directing like I, I just really appreciate that he's stuck with the John Wick movies yeah it's so cool uh, um which I probably give <laughs> David Leach too much crap for like not staying there too mm-hmm. uh because he's gone on to make some cool movies too but I just really like the ambition and like dedication there of making all four and it's all with like Keanu too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, especially this movie is so long. It's just like such a monumental piece of stunt mm-hmm. choreography. And I guess we didn't really talk a- enough about the dragon's breath where it's all over. Yes. It's top down. Looking view. directly down where it feels like hotline Miami. Or I was something. just screaming that entire <laughs> yeah. time. It's so cool. It's just like a camera on a wire or something or on a crane, just seeing this that's like a that's full built. set. Like I was yeah. like, this is so cool right now. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. You don't get to see, like, I don't think I've seen a, a setup like that before. No, it was, it was so cool. <laughs> and it's for so long too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just, it's wild to think. So Chad Selesky was a stunt double for Brandon Lee. Oh, nice. Um, son of, of, uh, Bruce, of Lee. Uh, Bruce Lee. <laughs> Why don't I think <laughs> for a second? Uh, son of Bruce Lee, who he was a stunt double for, for, for Brandon Lee on The Crow. Oh, sick. And well, <laughs> well, I know what happened in The Crow, but yeah. And that's the movie where like Brandon Lee died on because yeah. of a misfire from a, from a prop gun. Jeez. Um, and it, uh, they finished that movie by having by superimposing Brandon Lee's face on Chad Zaleski's body, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just wild to think. Like, obviously, it's it's really tragic what happened to Brandon Lee, and I really wish he was still around. Same thing with Bruce Lee. Like, mm-hmm. uh, are there any Bruce Lee sequels? I guess you could argue that like one of them is, but it's like, oh, I'd really love to cover a Bruce Lee movie on here. Yeah, some we point. can do that. Sure, but um. The man's a franchise in himself. But just, uh, I don't know. Why am I like getting really emotional? <laughs> because it was a farewell, and we d- neither of us expected it to be a farewell. Uh, this movie, yes. yes. And then also Lance Reddick, all the stuff that they do with him. I know I'm not being super concise here, but just like they have him die off in this movie, and just mm-hmm. all the dialogue about him just feels so emotional, yeah, I guess. It's be- a lot more poignant, especially considering what happened. Yeah, and it's just like, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, it's pretty wild how that all happened. It's like... It just all not worked out. Like that's horrible. Like yeah. I just mean like it's it's has some poetry to yeah, it. Yeah, it's like some weird kind of irony. It's like the movie pays homage to to this like great actor yeah, prior to his death even happening. Yeah, and it's just like really sad that Bruce Lee died early and that Brandon Lee died early, but then also Chad Selesky like. You know, it easily could have been him as a stunt double. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know the exact setup of that shot or anything. But it's just wild that he went on from that, which I feel like would traumatize me for life. Oh, yeah. It messed me up, too. But he went past that and made four of the, like, coolest movies ever made. <laughs> What's your final ranking, Tyler? Yeah, this is tough. I mean, I guess because I just saw it four. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this is so hard. <laughs> this is really hard. It is. Because four just is the longest. It has so many cool things. Mm-hmm. It's the newest thing. It's like the newest thing on the market you know um three has mark DeCascos, who i like a lot in that movie (laughs) two has a lot of lighting and like cinematography and like the mirror fight i just love the mirror Mm -hmm. fight so much and then the first has like the moral or the the, not the moral the uh thematic center yeah the the core of the story Uh, this is so tough (laughs) i i think i i just have to say four. four i'll just stick with four nice uh four two 
one, three. Nice. Just the three kind of like it's finally at like the end of its threads mm-hmm. uh, story wise. It's really just a lot of fight scenes, which is, are yeah. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But and it looks a little dingier, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It just feels grittier and greasier and mm-hmm. dirtier. Yes, <laughs> and I like the the cleaner look of the aesthetics of the other movies. Mm-hmm. So. What about you? Four, three, two, one. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Time's running out, Mister Wick. Tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> those are our thoughts on john wick chapter four <sighs> it feels like it's over i know right isn't I it g- weird i guess we can cover ballerina because it's a we spinoff could. yeah we can definitely call it ballerina i mean we did the hunger games whatever strikes again and what's what's what the other one <laughs> yeah the, the hunger games strikes back, <laughs> hunger games strike back. <laughs> man i wish i i i remember more about lawrence of arabia that i liked a lot but we'll save that for some other time yeah i'm sure i'll watch it again mm-hmm. in a decade from now <laughs> it's so good <laughs> see you in 10 years with that <laughs> I'll see you at 40, I guess. See you around Space Cowboy. How does that feel to think 10 years from now you'll be 40? It's kind of weird, honestly. Yeah? Yeah. I guess that's past... a lot of life to happen in between there. Yeah, yeah. The past four months or so, I feel like I've been having an age crisis of turning 30, and now I'm like, oh, no, I'm ready now. 30's great. We're in our prime. 30s <laughs> is your 20s, but with money. And less knees. And less knees. Hopefully more money. Hopefully more money. <laughs> Hopefully more money. Hopefully your knees are healthy. Yep. Uh, Connery, what do you have to plug before we go? <laughs> <laughs> I like to plug knees. Exercise. Get exercise. Plug Nico D'Alessio from John Wick 2. <laughs> yes, Nico D'Alessio. He's taking clients. I He literally just told me he's taking so many more personal clients these days. And I'm like, oh. get it while it's hot. And make Nico not have to go to Pasadena anymore to work at the gym. <laughs> and Nico is Connery's personal trainer. Yes. And friend. At Fit Coach Nico. In that order. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in that order. And friend Instagram handle. <laughs> I think that he'd think of it, too, as like, I'm your trainer first, then I'm your friend. <laughs> yeah, he's got to level you up first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not worthy to be his friend yet first. Kakarot. <laughs> I'm Vegeta in, in the narrative, by the way. Is that what... <laughs> well, you love Vegeta. I do. It's evidence in the last episode. <laughs> uh, what is that what you want to plug, the thing I forced you to plug? Yeah, or? yeah, I'll, I'll just plug that. Screw it. Okay. It's different for once. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Uh, follow me at Tiami Vice uh, on... Instagram and Twitter and follow us at Franchise Pod on all social medias. Um, I don't know if it's still on HBO Max, but I would recommend just check out um, Rapid Fire and uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo. Mm-hmm. I believe it's called. Yeah, uh, those are both Brandon Lee movies, uh, and they're they're pretty fun. Cool. Uh, I'd say Showdown in Little Tokyo is kind of problematic, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> there's still some good fight scenes, and Dolph Lundgren's fun in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please like, share, and subscribe to help us grow the show. Thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Verka for our music. And until next time, just have fun out there. <laughs> just have fun out there. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.
Yes. <laughs> I was trying to sing Mortal Kombat, but it's just the Ewok song. But the new Ewok song, not the old Ewok song, which well, is the, the, the better go? Ewok song. What? How's the new one go? That is how the new one goes. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I see you have no interest in how the old Ewok song how goes. How the old one go? Yub, nub, yub, nub. Yeah, yeah, nub, nub. Nub, nub. Jupapa doo doo. Grub, yub, nub, yub. Yup, nub, nub, there's also <laughs> I was watching this video on Instagram. It's just like Luke mourning his long lost father while the Ewoks are wilding out fifty feet away from yes. him. <laughs> oh, they're having fun. God bless their evil little hearts. Okay, we ready? Mm-hmm.